Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here. Well, where's Matt Williamson? I can't find Matt Williamson. He's gone. He's, he's lost. Now, Matt's uh, stuck in traffic right now. Kind of gives you an idea of how many yeah, people are here it's today. It's chaos out here today. Wesley uh, Euler uh, st- st- sticking with us here. Uh, as we appreciate that until Matt gets here. Uh, I was told last night, Wes, 17,000 tickets had been Jeez. distributed for well, today. I, I guess that's a great point because now you have to get the tickets ahead of time. Yeah, so you they know yeah. exactly how many people wow. requested tickets. That was as of last night. That doesn't include your, your you know, people your walking up today. Yeah. Uh, I expect that, I mean, this is the biggest, this might be the biggest crowd I've ever seen out here. I, I was going to say, I think, I can't remember if it was 18 or 19, one of the first two years that I was, it was out here with SNR. Um, but there was a, a massive day that year. But I think you're right. I mean, this is. I see Mr. Williamson coming now. Look at it. There he oh, is. Oh, there Jim. he is. He's motoring. He's <laughs> motoring. Um, but you're right. I mean, the hills are the hills are the hills 70% are covered. Yeah. The hills are alive. The bleachers are completely packed. The hills are 70% covered. And as I'm sure Williamson will attest to here in a minute, I mean, I bet you there's still people waiting to get into that parking lot out here. You know, give it another half an hour or so and. There's not going to be a lot of free space out here. This is a massive crowd. This is a massive crowd, and, and uh, I mean, wow. Wow. Uh, what a, what this a, is why you love being back, What right? a turnout by Steelers Nation uh, for, for today's practice. This is unbelievable. Of course, we had the Hall of Honor class <laughs> announced today as well. Uh, Myron Cope, Heath Miller, Ray Matthews, and Sam Davis. Uh, that's a heck of a, heck of a class uh, there, and so um, – just a, just a great day here as, as uh, Matt Williamson works his way into the uh, the booth here. How about this view, uh, Matt? <laughs> this is a little different than what we've had the first couple of days. Still trying to get this on. There we go. So I left the uh, <laughs> the hotel that you can pretty much see from here. It's about a block away. You can't pretty much see it. I can see the roof of it there right it over is, there. Right. <laughs> I left at noon. It's 2.02 or something like that. I've just well, you made a traffic. rookie mistake. I did. You, you kind of coached me up that there's some secret way to get in. You go, but even once you get in here, the, the fan experience is insane. This is the biggest crowd I've ever seen. It, it's nuts. In my 29 years of doing this, this is the biggest crowd I've ever seen. And, and the staff's doing a good job. They're keeping everything moving. It's just a million cars. And I definitely should have went your way. I need to learn that. I'm out of breath. I've been trying to run here. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what do you got there? Some some little. I found. <laughs> I, okay, here's pullback curtain. Left the uh, left the hotel at noon. Lunch is from one to one thirty. I figured there might be a little more traffic. I want to give myself plenty of time. Well, hadn't eaten all morning. Looking forward to the awesome St. Vinny lunch. <laughs> of course, I didn't make that. And I dug through my computer bag and I found some stale old cherry gummy bears and this nasty protein bar that is probably 50 years old. But Donald West looks like he has he's something a, down there. He's got a couple of shrimp oh. po'boys there. That's For me? Oh, Wes is the best guy in the world. Not only did Wesley Euler stick be long... around on his anniversary. Happy wow. anniversary, Wes. Uh, his six-year anniversary. He also gave Matt some food. And my bladder is about to explode. But <laughs> such is life. So happy to be here. This view is a thousand times better than we had before. The fans here are insane. The day is perfect. We got uh, Heath Miller out there. And uh, you guys have probably talked a little bit about that announcement. I mean, how can you beat this? Yeah, absolutely. It was worth uh, the wait. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling Cope was going to get in this year. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heath was another one that I know a lot of people wanted to see get in. But uh, Ray Matthews and Sam Davis also deserving guys as well. And that's a, that's a good class. I mean, you talked to Wolf and, and, like, those guys about Sam Davis. And yeah. I, I think he's one of the few underappreciated Super 70 Steelers, if there is right. such a thing. Right. I mean, the linemen in general, I think, don't quite get the credit they deserve. And, I mean, again, I was three years old, five years old in that time. But by all accounts, he was, like, one of the best guards in the league and a, a foundational player for that that offensive line. And yeah. much as they ran the ball and, you know. Yeah, just a, a tremendous player. And, uh, well, uh, we'll see here the Steelers uh, going through their little walkthrough before – they start practice today. Here mm-hmm. is, uh, again, I'm just amazed by this crowd. This There's is, so much black and gold just all over the place. All over. Dude, I'm telling you, half of them aren't even in yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the lines are, I mean, just to try to get into the college itself. I mean, it is bonkers. It is bonkers, and, and it just goes to show. I mean, I, I think this is what people were waiting for. They, they A beautiful day. Saturday. It's a weekend. This right, is just right. the perfect storm. The uh, Hall of Honor announcement uh, coming out. Uh, you see Heath Miller down there with, his, with all of his kids. How about that? That's cool. That's a cool That shot is a there. cool look. All four of his kids there and his wife. They all kind of look the, the same. The they kids, all look like future tight ends. The kids are all wearing uh, the, the Heath Miller 83 jersey. That, that's a nice sight. Yeah, that, that really is. Yeah. So um, what a great environment. So it, it was brutal getting here, but for all the right reasons, and I'm happy about it. And now Wes just made my day. So Wes can't beat it. Wes is he's Wes got, has he's gone up a notch in your – <laughs> Glad I bought him a beer last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, watching uh, what's going on here, uh, the the, uh, the positional, they're off on their positional groups. Mm-hmm. This so this today will be probably the closest thing. They haven't put on the pads yet. Right, they're right, right. That starts Monday. That they're starts off tomorrow, Monday, folks. But they're starting to get a, you know into more of a practice type regime here. What they're mm-hmm. going to be doing over the, the next uh, two weeks after this. Yeah, I mean, defense is on two fields down, offense is over here. You know, you're kind of splitting off, and, and I wouldn't say these are individual periods, but they're getting a little work done before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, stretch is still coming. And I bet they're, again, there's not going to be hitting, but just a hunch to play to the fans, as Coach Tomlin has done before in training camp, maybe they do a little more team or a little more, you know, deep shot or something like that. I mean, the seven shots period should be a blast as well. So, again, I mean, it, it, this is really fantastic stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll be uh, live bringing it to you here throughout the day. We're here from uh, 2 to 5 today. Uh, so uh, if you're in the if you're in the area here, stop by. Stop oh, by yeah, it's real easy to get to. Yeah, we're right next to it. Well, but I'm saying if you're, if you're in the – if you're listening to us, if you're out here – because you could do these things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People could be listening on their phone as we're, uh, as we're doing this. 100%. Uh, we, we're kind of doing the play-by-play today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about that going forward, too, is we'll give you guys a lot more information of what we see at practice. I mean, I think we've told you this in the past, you know, mini camp and those type of things. We can't tell you, oh, they're in this formation or they're using this kind of stuff. But because there's so many of you here, I don't think there's a lot of secrets going on. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, even the last few days, if you look on the Internet, uh, on, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, you can find video of stuff out there. Oh, um, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Watching the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the specialist work down here. Mm-hmm. Um, Presley Harvin is down 40 pounds. Yeah, you brought that up the other day. I talked to him about it today. Okay. Uh, and he, he did say that he was down. He says, I'm down. It's between 35 and 40 pounds. And he said he, he wanted to do that. He's, he's kind of dedicated, uh, you know, to the season. And we talked a lot about everything he went through last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, not I'm, the way you want your rookie year to go. Absolutely For so not. many facets, of yeah. course. Uh, obviously, the, you know, losing his father and then his grandmother – uh, within a two-week span of each other, his father died Christmas Day. Yeah, I right. think just and he knew that you know that he was ill. Um, you know, we talked about the the game that he was there. His father was in the, the house uh, the week before that. Uh, was at the field now, Acrosure Field, mm-hmm. and Presley had a bad punt and he got booed. Yeah, and right. I, I'm like, how, how tough was that? And of you course, know? the fans don't know the, the all the the circumstances and all that. And but it, it's a, a little reminder that these are human beings too. And, yeah. and like every rookie, he's probably acclimating to a new city and would have loved his family to be closer and you know all that kind of stuff too. And frankly, he wasn't playing as well as he's capable of. That's for sure. And now he's got to look at his career and be like. Man, I can't take anything for granted, and I, you know, have all these personal things to get over, as you know, as many people do. But I love the fact that, hey, you can have a an overweight punter if he crushes the ball. I yeah. mean, but yeah. if you lose forty pounds, you're showing the world that, hey, I'm taking this seriously uh, now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in it for the team. I'm in it to, you know, for the long haul here. So that's a really good sign, I think. The other cool thing that I see here. Look who the now the Steelers only have one long snapper in camp this year. Mm-hmm. Look who the other long snapper is right now. Number nine. Chris Boswell is long snapping uh, to the other punter. So that, that's kind of a cool little uh, – I don't know that they would do that. Uh, he's not the emergency long snapper. No, he's too important <laughs> to get run over by a defensive lineman, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that, that's kind of neat. Yeah, actually, if you watch the snap, it's not that bad. I Look bet at, some special teams coach begged to differ. Well, but uh, for – for somebody, for for any for a somebody, civilian, for, for somebody who's not, that's not his job, right? Like it's not a bad long stuff. That's not bad. I, I, you know, I've been around. One of the things I did when I was a pit was I, I hung with the specialists a little bit more. Like I took them down to Heinz Field when it was Heinz Field, and it was brand new. And once a week, and they have their own clicks. And they, frankly, they just have a lot of time on their hands over the course of practice, over the course of a career, over the course of a season. I bet all those guys have fiddled with long snapping. You know, oh, yeah. and I bet long snappers have tried to kick field goals. You know, I mean, it's like, what else are we going to do? You know, waiting until practice is over so they can grab their golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it, so that's just the little things that you see like that. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, they're out there, you know, working on 
center holder kicker exchange, which is a big deal, and more than one people want to get reps. So Chris steps up and flings that thing back a little bit. And you're right, it wasn't terrible. I mean, as kickers go, I'm sure he long snaps as well as anybody in the league. <laughs> Throw that on the resume. I, have, I had a conversation with him today as well. Oh, did you? Uh, it was a specialist day. It was specialist day for me. Yes. How about that? It's mm-hmm. a Saturday. You know, I, they both were there. I was able to get them both by myself, which is, you know, so, sometimes difficult to do. Well, it has here. been over the last few years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we just had, I just wanted to have a conversation. I hadn't had one with Boz in a while. We we talked about, you know, his consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, Unsung Justin hero, Tucker, man. Right. Uh, oh, you did. Yeah, he's like, you know, I said, I asked him, I said, you know, obviously he's up for a contract here. Uh, he's going into the final year. And he said, oh, right. If that gets done, it gets done. You know, I'm not I'm not real worried about it. He said, you, 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 you just can't let that be something that you worry about because, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he he's going to get paid. He's gonna, he knows yeah. it's going to get done. Right, right, right. I said, but do you, is, do you have to be the highest paid kicker in the league? He goes, no. That, that, that's, that should be Justin Tucker. That okay. guy's that good. I mean, Tucker's resume is unbelievable, and it's not like he's at the twilight of his career. Do they know each other? I mean, yeah, I get yeah, the feeling. they play each other twice a year. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. I know him. He's he's great. We talk. I, I you know, I, he's a weapon. I admire him. Um, you know, he said, but I'm pretty good too. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna fight you that he's a top five player at his position. I mean, he, he was might the be one guy. Two. And we, we didn't talk about the Madden rankings and all that stuff. That's. I don't even know how they do it. In but a he was he was a anymore. top five guy at his, at his among he? kickers at, in, in the Madden ratings. Yeah, so that's where he belongs. I mean, he's had one subpar season. Yeah, and he's been around for a while now and is worth every penny. I've brought this up a lot that I firmly believe that the the planet Earth has twenty two to twenty six capable place kickers, and the Steelers are very fortunate to have one. But those eight teams, five teams. Throughout the year, it's a bad. Oh, you're just hitting the waiver wire and bringing guys in for tryouts. And I'm not a special teams coach, but if you bring a guy in for a tryout during the season, how much are you really going to learn about him? Yeah, go kick in the indoor all day or whatever. I mean, that doesn't you know get the ball through the uprights when the pressure's on, the wind's swirling, and everything matters. And you just recite, you go through these guys so fast and. Yeah, it influences how you coach, and you know you can't just take it for granted that you're going to nail that three point, you know, those three points when you need them. Let alone at the end of games and pressure situations like Boswell's so good at doing. So I think a lot of people take that position for granted. Let alone a, a top five type of. What guy. you do when you have a guy that knocks through ninety percent? Yeah, you right, know, that, right, yeah, right. You do take it for granted. That that's not the norm, right? You know, one hundred percent. You know, he told me that that um, Mike Tomlin doesn't even ask him what his comfort range what what range really? anymore he says we don't talk about that we don't talk about wind he just expect you know he just says hey go go, go you're do on it. you're do, on do your thing yeah okay very cool and that's you know that's just that trust factor that those mm-hmm. he's, he's actually the third most vet, veteran guy on this team is he number three wow <laughs> he's eight years crazy. in yeah, yeah I right. mean, you don't think about it that way but he's eight years into this Showing um, no signs of decline, of course. No, I mean, I wouldn't hesitate him at all to put he's him in at, his the, prime. at the top of the kicker, you know, uh, salary structure here in the league. Yeah. I mean, there aren't many that you would look at and say, oh, he's better than Boss. Right. Tuck, Tucker's I mean, it. Tucker, I think, is the best Tucker's he's ever it. lived. But yeah. other than that, he's right he's there with, right everybody, there with else. everybody else. Yeah. And some of those guys don't kick in the uh, the Northeast or, you know, I mean, the weather's a big, big deal. Huge, I mean, yeah, huge. 100%. Yeah, so I mean, just the, the the fact that he's able to do what he does and do it so consistently, mm-hmm. he's the. I mean, he'll be a Hall of Honor guys at some point. Yeah, that's a good point. 
like Gary Anderson was that good. You yeah. Know? And, I mean, they're probably the best two kickers in Steeler history, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're, and they're both really, really good And ones. he's far and away the, the you know, leader in the clubhouse for best percentage. Uh, right. It, right, right, right. That, I do think kickers have gotten a lot that better. That position has changed too. so much. It really has. It I really mean, has. They're just, Hunters have too. They're just so good. Yeah. Um, it's Again, it's almost taken for granted. You know, when a guy trots out for a 45-yard field goal, oh, mm-hmm. that, that's good. Oh, yeah. And I that's, mean, that's, that's not an easy kick. If Boswell came in the league and did what he's doing now 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they'd be talking about him as a Hall of Famer. You know, yeah. Like oh, he, yeah. He's way better than the field. You know, I mean, but the bar's gone up at that position. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But he's right there in terms of uh, you know percentage made with with everybody in the league. I mean, he's he's in the top. I I, I, I don't know exactly. I'd have to look it up here where he's ranked. But you get the impression time. he's super happy here and wants oh, yeah. to stay. Yeah, and he's I mean, comfortable. Yeah. He's, he's it's a he's, great environment yeah. for him. Um, he's a personable guy too. I mean, he's a good interview and a good guy to chat with. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, he he went through that rough patch. Yeah, uh, and he gets it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the career leaders for inaccuracy. Yeah, inaccuracy. He's number four all time, hmm. all time. Wow, <laughs> who are the top three? The top guys all time: Justin Tucker, mm-hmm. nine, uh, ninety-one point one percent. It's unbelievable. Harrison Butker is at ninety point one, mm-hmm. and they both have elements that you know that yeah. are tough to deal with too. Young Hoku okay. is at ninety percent. He kicks on a dome and he's yeah, in the south though, a, but still. A, yeah. And then Chris Boswell at eighty-eight point three percent, all time, all time ever. And if you took out you took out that one bad season, oh, he's right at the top then, probably. He's a, he's, he'd be number one. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly how that went, but I remember that he finished the season on he had a groin with injury. a groin. Yeah. yeah, and I just assumed that he fought that all year. I mean, nobody talks about kickers playing hurt, you know. But uh, was he a hundred percent? I I have my doubts. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the the great kickers of all time, I mean. Swee- Sean Sweezum, who was here the other day, was a mm-hmm. very good kicker for this team. Yeah. He's at 84.1%. That's 22nd all time. And, again, like Jan Stenerud is in the Hall of Fame or Morton Anderson. And they make you know, 60%. Not, yeah, I <laughs> say so they don't make close to that. Adam right, Vinatieri, right. who we've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. uh, he is 83.8%. Wow. Pales I mean, in comparison. Not even close. Yeah, right. not even close. To and I know he kicked the New England. He had some clutch kicks. But, I mean. A lot of dome action in, in dome Indy, action. right? He spent as long as, as much time in Indy as he did in, in mm-hmm. New England. So. And there was a long stretch when he finished. I mean, great career, but uh, to me, not as a little bit overrated career. His last five years in Indy, he wasn't kicking fifty-five plus. No, that, you know, that's, that's they, something they were that not in well, his range. Right? When, I, when I asked him about, you know, do you compare yourself to other kickers? He said, "I, you know, you really can't because." Some of us get more 50-yarders than others. Sure. Uh, you know, some of us kick in the elements. Yeah. Some of us don't. I mean, so, you, you know, you don't know the difficulty of the, of the kicks, uh, you know, how many kicks you get, mm-hmm. you know, how many how many chances, that kind of stuff. So it's all different. It's kind of like our But court- you can look at the percentages. And, again, he's fourth all time. That's I didn't realize he was that high. And it's kind of like our quarterback conversation we have a lot. There's no stat for the, the pass you don't attempt. Well, there's no stat for the, the 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 coach saying, "I don't trust him from this distance. I'm just going to punt it away." You know, to go give you a chance to screw it up. So, <laughs> I think Boz doesn't deal with that very often. You know, yeah. go out there, we trust you, nail it. You know, especially yeah. with the game on the line. It's then crazy. The clutch factor too. Yeah, it's you know? crazy how 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 different that is now. How that's changed. Yeah. Um, I, 
I, I don't know if it's because a, a big rash of soccer players coming and getting involved, you know, generations ago. I, I can't explain why, but, boy, it's 100 times better. I think, I think the balls are a little better, too, though. The balls are, are better. Yeah. I think, you know, the field conditions are better. Even no if doubt. you're kicking out doors, I think. That the, plant foot's a big deal. Yeah, the too. league has gotten better with, with getting, you know, the, all the fields up to mm-hmm. a, a really pristine shape. I uh, mean, early on in Heinz Field's history, they were notorious for being a brutal place oh, to kick. Oh, it's bad, yeah. And I always thought – it was more the plant foot in, in a, on a soft field than it was these crazy winds that everyone, you know, just, just being down on the field and, you know, taking the pit guys down there. Uh, everyone always talks about, you get crazy winds off the river and the open end, and there's some of that, but I think it was more just a soft footing situation, yeah. you know. The closed end, I actually did a study on that early oh, did on. It? Uh, it was actually the closed end where more, where more kicks were missed. Really? Because I think the wind swirled in around. Okay, okay, from behind or whatever. I remember talking about that with Chris Brown um, way back when. This was like the the third or fourth year of the the stadium Mm -hmm. being down there, and I talked to him about that. Uh, I went back and I charted every kick that had ever been attempted. Wow. That was when I was really nerdy about that stuff. (laughs) I was going to say, that's a dedicated (laughs) effort there. And you look and saw which end it was into and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was I don't think it's much worse than average now. Now it's not. Yeah, now it's. But they also have a great kicker in there right. every time they play. Right. <laughs> At least one of them is a great kicker, you know, <laughs> if not who the guest is, you know. So that's a little bit skewed, too. Yeah. But if uh, they were one of the, the, the five teams ser- constantly searching for kickers, well, Heinz Field would be a little more notorious, I bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. He yeah. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. Matt was tardy today, but he's here now. Uh, We're going to take a break. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive. We are live from Steelers training camp practice here at Chuck Knoll Field. Uh, We'll be bringing you everything that's going on here throughout the course of of the practice that runs until a little after 4 o'clock today. We're on until 5. Don't go anywhere. We're going to bring it all to you right here live on Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Mike Tomlin just uh, taking the microphone. That was pretty cool. And uh, thanking the crowd for showing up. He said, you are a driving force for us. Yeah. And then introducing, uh, Heath, he said, how about we got number 83 here, <laughs> Heath Miller, and, and uh, the crowd uh, giving uh, Heath Miller another bump there, Art Rooney. Uh, the was, huge Heath yeah. from the crowd, right. Art Rooney coming over as well to, uh, to shake, shake his uh, hand shake and congratulate him. And, right. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, just a cool moment there. Um, and Coach Tomlin saying, hey, you know, we hope we can entertain you and get a little better today. You know, yeah. like that's what it's all about. That's what this is all about. Again, I, Matt, this is the biggest crowd I've ever seen out here. Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely the biggest one I've ever seen. And, again, they're still coming in. You know I mean? it's <laughs> Nobody does anything quick to get to their seats. I mean, it's remarkable. And what a bummer a benefit like Port or whatever. But the weather couldn't be nicer. 
it's not too hot. It's crystal clear outside. I mean, the environment is awesome. And now they're stretching and won't be long before they're practicing practicing. We can kind of do a play-by-play a little bit. A little bit. Keith well. Miller's family is awesome, by the way, too. Yeah. He's 83 jerseys all thrown <laughs> around, you know. That's very cool. How about uh, Minka down here in front of us? Uh, doing the, he, he was doing this drill yesterday, just practicing catching the ball with one hand here. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's the left wrist that is the uh, one bothering him. Although he's not wearing, oh. he's not wearing anything on it, which is a good sign. Which my hunch is if, if they were playing tomorrow, he would play. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if there's anything really to worry about. I think this is just a, you know, hey, let's take this precaution. Mm-hmm. And, but just because uh, you have a bad wrist, I mean, doesn't mean you can't catch footballs. Right. <laughs> you know, he's out there with one hand. Then, yeah, you know, which just shows the dedication. And think about a lot of his picks, too. You know, a lot of them are tip balls or deflections or, you know, and he attacks it and might not be able to get two hands on it. You know, we've seen Troy have unbelievable one-handed interceptions, too. I mean, so it's a skill to have, you know, the, the finer points of the position. You can practice them when you can. It shows you how good those gloves are now, too. Those gloves are amazing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is uh, uh, certainly a benefit. But, you know, it's a good hand-eye coordination thing and reacting to it with one hand. Just try to get something, you know, get, get your hand on it and take it to the house. It's like Spider-Man catching mm-hmm. footballs over there. It's like, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. Like, he doesn't bobble them either. No, it's, it's just snatch. Boom. You know, gra- you know just, just grabs it like he's Shows you how, uh, grabbing how a golf strong ball his, his, his fingers are, too. Right, like, right. How strong his hand is. Sure, I mean, the gloves are very helpful. They're very tacky. But, you know, that's you a still big catch football. football. Right? You still got to catch it with one hand. Be interceptions like crazy. And right, no, and no receivers would ever drop the ball. Right, 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 right. Yeah, there's still there's still a skill involved there. So yeah, I mean he's immensely talented, and this isn't his first time trying this. I have a feeling either. So <laughs> <laughs> I noticed him yesterday. I assume he'll do the same today. That during team drills and things, he kind of sits in very very deep center yeah. field too, which is kind of his view anyway. Right. You know, and still sees things develop, taking the mental reps. It's not like, ah, my wrist is bugging me. I'm just going to go sit on the sideline and drink Gatorade. You know, I mean, he's working as much as he possibly can. Matt, did he have a bad year last year? Because no. That's, that's, you know, if you look at the pro football focus and all that stuff. Yeah. Bad grades. Like, I, just, I don't understand their D-back grades, to yeah. be honest with you. I kind of respect it. They put the work in. I get that. But I don't know how you could give him a low grade. Never did I think that anyone game plan to pick on him. That's for sure. <laughs> And Definitely. I think it's the opposite. People yeah. game plan around going his direction. He might be a little bit of a victim of himself in that when he got here, he made it immense. Lo- right. Yeah. Like, like people think that's just going to be the norm. Well, then he's the best safety that ever lived. You know, like, you know, like he's just not going to pick off a ball every yeah. other game. Reed, you know, Ed Reed didn't do that. No, no. I mean, the, the number of plays he made in such a short amount of time obviously endeared him to the team and especially the crowd. But it also might have put standards too high. Like, this yeah. isn't what he's going to be all the time. And I think people avoid him now more than then, too. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, if you if you get in today's game four interceptions a year, mm. that's a lot. It's a ton. Yeah. I mean, we had a good conversation at the, uh, the watering hole last night. You know, we're talking about all-time greats. And you and I have talked about this a lot, too. Like, go look at Bradshaw's, like, touchdown-to-interception ratio. Yeah. And that's why back then, you know, the saying was, why would I throw the ball? Two out of three things that can happen are bad. Right. Because interceptions were very, very common back then. I mean, they were longer developing plays. Uh, You know, the Bill Walsh systems of timing routes and things like that hadn't come out yet. So picking the ball off now is extremely difficult and more so than ever. 
I'm sure they understand the value of turnovers in the 70s and 80s, but now everyone in the world knows that that's the biggest no-no in the world and right. the biggest indicator to wins and losses. So they avoid them more than ever. And, you know, so if you can get a handful of pretty consistently or get one every three or four games, especially if they're not throwing your way, you know, I mean, it's a massive accomplishment. That's one thing DeMonte KZ does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it causes some fumbles, um, too. Yeah, if you, if you look at his career, so it, it, he has uh, – 12 in 69 career games. It's a that's, lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, especially with a lot of time at the slot. I don't know this, but my hunch is slot corners get less picks. Because, I mean, so. if you're playing, like, off coverage as an outside corner, you can attack that thing downhill. But if you're playing slot, it's so reactionary, there's no way you're reading the quarterback. Right. I right. mean, you can't take your eyes off the dude in front of you. So, I mean, he has deep middle experience as well. Going back, to, I wrote that article for DK Pittsburgh Sports about him, and I didn't realize those things, so I really went into his background. He has a real pension at the college and pro level, no matter where he's played, getting the ball out, causing fumbles, yeah, and getting seven, his hands on football. He has you know? uh, seven forced fumbles in his career, 12 interceptions. Yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's good ball production. Right, and he's not the biggest hitter yeah, or right. the most physical guy in the world, but he has a, a knack for it, and that's a huge accomplishment. You mix that with his versatility – I think he's, you're in a mind, favorite under-the-radar new Steeler. You I know? think so, too. I, right. I tried to talk to him today. He had to go to a meeting. Oh, okay. Uh, but I did want to – I will catch up with him at some point during this training camp. I'm curious about his, curious about his thoughts on things and, you know, what they've told him for usage right. and what right. attracted him to the Steelers and all those type of things, too. And this isn't a knock on Edmonds, but he's just a much different safety than Edmonds and gives him such versatility, slot, deep, you know, man coverage, you know, those type of things. I don't know if Edmonds will play quite as many snaps this year, which is fine. Now, he played a ton. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I just think they have so much more versatility mm-hmm. there. With the, with they haven't had a backup for Minka Fitzpatrick since they've had Minka Fitzpatrick. No, not a true, not a true not free. A, the guy like that's yeah. that's a free. He's just a lesser version. No, they really haven't. Yeah. You know, and knock on wood. You know, I mean, him playing that far off the ball. You know, he's out of harm's way a lot, but his contract and everything shows just how valuable he is and. The ability to play a single high in today's NFL is kind of rare. I mean, so many teams have really gone to a two-high shell or a cover-four look. And the Steelers do that too, of course. But if you have a center fielder that is unbelievably rangy, it's not that he does the job of two men as a double, you know, as a two-high safety, but uh, he kind of does. You know, I mean, if you cover that much ground, you know, number to numbers, it doesn't leave them much space to, to, to attack downfield. And it gives you an extra guy near the line of scrimmage or as a robber or whatever they want to do with him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I want to see, you know, how once he once he gets back onto the field, um, you know, how he is deployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think they have so many options back there with what they can do in that secondary now. I, I think there's a misconception about Minka at Miami, too. Like, with Bama, they were winning like crazy. Saban, national champions, you know. He played outside corner. He played slot. He played strong. I mean, that was, as a draft prospect, was one of the allures to him. And then I don't – I'm not speaking for him, and I might be totally off base here, but I wouldn't blame him one bit if he looked at the tanking for Tua era when they were, like, the worst team in the league. They get outscored – I was looking at this the other day. Those first two games, I think it was 59-10 to or something like that. And then forty three nothing. I mean, it was worse. Than they're the, trading. Tons it was worse than the Steelers' start to the to the eighty nine season. Hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, um, they were the worst. They were a miserable football team. Just terrible. Then. And they were tanking. And I it mean, took them a half a season to win a game, and then they mm-hmm. ended up winning five games that year. Actually, you know, playing well, better than anybody thought. I mean, that, that and was – And Coach Flores got in trouble for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're getting, you're getting too much out yeah. of this terrible roster. Um, but, I, again, I, I can't speak to him. But my hunch is lining him up at the linebacker level, unprotected – as you're really not trying to win and putting your body in danger yeah. time and time again, I could see where he'd have a problem with that. And to me, that's not, hey, he's not a team guy. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if hey, we're in the playoffs and we're trying to win, heck yeah, I'll do it. I did right. it at Bama, you know, and I think he'd do it here fast, you know. But yeah. they've he's never talked about it before. Like yeah. He, he wouldn't mind doing some of those things. And people, what's the difference? That's the difference. That's the difference, yeah. right? I mean, if you're trying to lose games here, you want me to you throw my body around, and, and you know, I'm yeah. still a young guy here. You, you might shorten my career by two years. Yeah, you know? it's a two way street. If you guys are looking to win and we're in the hunt, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. But if I'm just lining up in the box and getting beat up so we can try to lose, I mean, that's not appealing to me no, at all. No, and to your point, all. you know, they haven't had a backup free here that could make that possible. Yeah. You know, so you're great at it. Why would we change what you do? We understand you can do more, but uh, my hunch is he does do more this year. I always bring up this example, like Ravens, go lock down Mark Andrews. Let's see how that goes, you know, if they're making it a Lattimore Evans type of thing. And you're you taking know? your best guy and, and putting mm-hmm. him on their best guy. Sure. And then you say, okay, the rest of your guys, well, they're not very good. Right, and <laughs> Lamar's not great. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pick on him. I mean, their receivers, they don't have the Marquise Brown that's going to make you pay for not having the, you know, the the deep middle free guy. And, you know, you're going to take a step down from Minka to KZ as your deep middle f- center fielder. But he's still way more capable than what they've had. And if the Ravens are going to beat you on deep post, let him, that's what, I, I can live losing that game that way, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I can't have Mark Andrews catch – 14 balls for, you know, 128 in two scores, you know. Right. Oh, no, they, that definitely can't happen. Right. When he's their only guy in town, you know. Uh, Chase Claypool not practicing today. Uh, he's w- over here watching the uh, – mm. I guess he uh, got a little bit of a shoulder injury t- uh, yesterday. Okay. Not wearing anything on it, though, so it doesn't look like it's anything serious. Um, but this should just – I mean, so Deontay Johnson's out, and now Chase Claypool – Deontay's sitting out uh, – and. Mm-hmm. And Claypool is now out. Should be the George Pickens. Yeah, this could be the Pickens. <laughs> Maybe people get a real treat here and luck out in that he's going to be featured even more. And he's been the talk of camp. I mean, his agility, size, ball skills. I've I've seen him make some really impressive catches and contorted body angles, especially with balls thrown behind him. So he he's probably the guy people should be watching if they're here and they're have one of have have a. Uh, you know, an earphone in your ear listening to us while you're watching, I would highly recommend you keep your eyes on Mr. Pickens because he, he puts on a show yeah. every practice. Number, number 14 is worth watching. Yeah, 100%. And he looks a little different than the crew out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm counting on him for big things. Other than Miles, Miles Boykin standing next to him is a big dude. He is a big dude. He's, again, this is the first practice I've really been able to study, but it – it seems like something's been missing with Boykin through yeah, his whole career. Yeah. I mean, he's a size-speed guy. Um, this is a second-hand report, but there was a deep ball to him, I guess, yesterday or the other day that he probably should have came down with, didn't. You know, like, if he could just put it all together, they may have a find there. You know, I mean, I bet they liked him coming out of school. They picked him up for nothing. I mean, I trust Miller more than I trust Boykin. Of, yeah. You know, freebies he's they picked up. Yeah. yeah, he's a, he's, he's his highs have been higher, but they couldn't be any more different. 
No, they couldn't. I mean, I, I like Anthony Miller. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, a bright young guy. I talked to him in the spring. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to see the best from him this year. And he's had, by all accounts, a, a good uh, a good start to this camp as well as he gets his release off the line of scrimmage here. Uh, catches the ball well. Can mm-hmm. do a lot of things. Um, yeah, more of a prototypical slot. Yeah, you know, but, but also that, could return kicks and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a weapon at Memphis. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So, so they got some it, they got some pedigree there. Some guys who mm-hmm. maybe didn't have the best starts to their career, but Boykin was a third round pick. Miller was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get those guys for nothing. Yeah, you get them for nothing. You just pick up extra talented wide receivers that have different skill sets and figure it out as you go. Um, strange question for you. Do you think Miller or Austin will catch more slot passes this year? That's a great question. Yeah. I think that's still to be determined. Mm-hmm. But I think I think at least early on I, I would lean towards Miller. Me too. I don't think Miller will ever be outside, really. I mean, no. I think he's a, a slot yeah. only. But he's more of like a wide receiver. I mean, he's more of a true wide out than like Ray Ray McLeod was. Yeah. Where I think, you know, Austin might see – as many snaps as Miller, but I think a lot of them will be as a perimeter player. Yeah, Miller you know? at the combine was 5'11", 201. So he's, he's pretty thick, yeah. He's got a little more size to him. Mm-hmm. His shoulders um, are wide. He's got a, a strong yeah. core to him. 22 reps on the bench, too. At the Did he really? Like, that's strong for That's very receiver. strong. And yeah. he has that build, though. I mean, like, he's a pretty thickly, yeah, wide-body like guy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I'm, look, I'm trying to look up his uh, what his pro day speed was here. Uh, but I know didn't he run to combine? I know he, he didn't run at the combine. Uh, his forty. I bet he's a four-five-one guy. Something his forty like that. was four-five. Yeah, pretty um, good. But I'm looking here at his. Uh, I bet um, his agilities were decent and jumps see, and you the, know. Uh, okay, here it is. Uh, four-five at, at, at his pro day. Uh, Twenty-yard split was two point five nine seconds. Okay. Uh, the broad jump was one hundred twenty-five inches, so ten-five. That's, ten that's five. just some good experience. Yeah, right. Oh, um, over tens. Twenty-yard shuttle was four-two-six. Good, and he adds that change of direction. Yeah. You see that, and he's built a little lower. That's one, a good drill for him. Three cones, six six five. Okay, that's really good. yeah, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, and I, I quite don't quite understand. Oh, maybe, by the way, thirty nine is vertical too. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes on to being a productive NFL receiver, which he has been. I don't know if it was a clash of personalities or attitudes with his short stint in Houston and Chicago, but I. Not making excuses for him. I'm sure he has something to do with the, you know, the departure from those two towns, but they weren't exactly uh, model NFL fri- franchises no, at that James time. James Daniels has talked about that with, uh, you know, I talked to him about Trubisky in the Yeah, story. yeah. He said, look, we the, the situation in Chicago wasn't always the most conducive to, to, any, to winning to or winning. developing yeah. players. Right. Or, or, yeah, 100%. Especially oh, yeah. for Trubisky, that, you know, you think about, you know, throwing right into it. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to him and, and, he, and I said, you know, you kind of got thrown right in there. He says, well, I sat the first two games two or whatever. Two games or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's getting thrown into yeah, it. Yeah, it's getting thrown into it. Right. <laughs> and, again, there wasn't a great supporting cast. And, you know, I don't think it's an accident that the Steelers have several former Bears and several former Bills. You know, yeah. they have a relationship with the Bills staff. Um, that's a win. They're, those two organizations couldn't be any more different. But if they look at the Bears and say, boy, I would – develop and manage these guys a lot differently yeah. if I would have drafted them and they probably had good grades on all those guys that they got and thought man I'd like to get my hands on those guys because I think the Bears are kind of screwing it up you know yeah right <laughs> you know, right we can do we'll try to I bet we can do better 
Absolutely. We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from Steelers training camp practice here at St. Vincent College. We are on the deck here at Chuck Knoll Field. And uh, it's a, a beautiful day here. A huge crowd. Steeler Nation has showed up in a big, big way today. Uh, we're bringing you all the live coverage of that uh, all the way through 5 o'clock today. But uh, you don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. I just watched Matt basically inhale. Took care of business on that first one, yeah. Sure did. Yep. Still still another one sitting there for the next break. I might add that Jacob Recht, who's here with us uh, producing, uh, he brought up that the the, – us crediting Wesley Euler a little, for the sandwich was little kind of faulty, the, yeah. the Seinfeld, George Costanza salad moment, the big <laughs> salad moment, because Jacob was the one who went over and got, who acquired the food. Right, right. He did the hard work. Yes. I mean, I'm glad he had Wes me in mind. Here, that was very nice Wes gave you the food. And we took all the credit for it. We therefore credited Wes. <laughs> right. Oh, thanks, Wes. You're the best. <laughs> sure, anytime. Yeah. Whereas Jacob did the hard work here. Um, <laughs> George Pickens brought the crowd a little uh, ooh and ah there on a goal line drill yeah. while we were gone. Yeah, not only is Chase Claypool not practicing today, but uh, Pat Fryermuth dealing with a little bit of a, a hamstring. Um, doesn't appear to be anything major, mm. but he's still catching over there. He's yeah. just not going to run or do drills. I'm and sure. He, you know, he's not. Uh, yeah, he's in uniform and 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 that's kind of stuff. But uh, gives the other tight ends a little bit of a chance here to do some things. Yeah, and uh, one guy we haven't talked about at all uh, is. They're basically right now their fourth tight end, mm-hmm. Jay Sternberger, who who's a third round draft pick, another one of these guys who had a high pedigree guy. That's what I was saying. It kind of reminds me of the Miller Boykin conversation we just had. You know, like I was really fond of him coming out of school, and how often have we talked about? I mean, the average age where tight ends hit their their stride is twenty seven years old. Yeah. A lot of guys that are really talented kind of wash out on their mid round in their in their early contract. I mean Evan Ingram and OJ Howard, first round picks, let alone, you know, a mid round guy, a third round guy. And he's just worth the risk. He may not make the team, he may not have anything. But I mean you bring me in a high pedigree guy that again they probably liked in in the draft process. And uh looks like what we got shots coming got up seven here, right? Shots coming good, up good. Here, yeah. So that, that maybe we'll pay a little more attention yeah, to we'll that. Yeah a little play by play with this if the gentleman here in front of us Yeah, he needs to uh, take a seat. There we go. Yeah. All right, we're good here. It looks like uh, it's going to be going to be uh, Mitch Trubisky in the in the uh, in with the quarterbacks here. Gen- I mean, this is Gentry neighborhood. Speaking the tight yeah, ends, yeah. How do we get uh, on down here? Pickens on uh, is out wide down here in the bottom. Up top is uh, is that Boykin on top? Uh, get a little double shift here, double tight end shift. The Gentry in the slot Hayward. receiver. Yeah. Hayward out now in the slot. Ball snapped. Looking right at Pickens all the way. And that was a bit overthrown. Yeah, that was overthrown. A little overthrown. Uh, Cam looks like he had a little hitch in his throw there too. Yeah. Like his timing was a little off from the start. Cam Sutton on the coverage on that one. So that's a, that's an incompletion. Um, two pickings. Yeah, defense has been getting the better of the offense thus far. But I mean, th- that's what you expect early in camp. And frankly, the Steelers' defense is better than the Steelers' offense. So yeah, yeah. You know. um, looking at it here, you got Cam Hayward out there. Um, and they're not going to rush the pass or blow no, people no, no, up. No, and, no, you no. Know, right, right. Yeah. So you get Pickens in motion from uh, left to right. He now lines up in the slot. The ball snapped. Again, looking that way. 
That was really good coverage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was up. that was crowded neighborhood there. I mean, yeah. that, that was kind of a throwaway in my opinion. He wasn't trying to force that in there. Is what I what I was able to see. There's also tons of fans here. I'm trying to watch this through, but yeah, I mean, yeah. right, right. Um, that would be 0 for two now. Yeah. for the offense. Back at it here. The other thing about this is you're not going to run the football. I was just say you're not going to give it to Najee and plow yeah, ahead, too. It's a two-yard because, line. Right, yeah. no one has pads on. Um, and actually, it's Benny Snell in the sidecar. Which is a nice advantage for the defense, knowing it's pads. Yeah. <laughs> and we got a little motion from uh, right to left with uh, there is Kevin Rader. We're rolling out left, motion. rolling left. Couldn't squeeze that one in Couldn't either, squeeze though. squeeze that one in, broken up there by the defense. Who was that uh, in the I'm slot? I'm trying to get a – That Arthur Millette in the slot. Yeah, yeah. He was all over it, though. He broke the ball really well. Yeah. So, good, good work by the D. I mean, absolutely. 0 for 3 now. Yeah. I mean, obviously you could say it's bad work by the O, but I mean, the coverage of the last two plays was very, very good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are, you have to remember, too, no Chase Claypool, no Deontay Johnson here. So there's right, a, right, right. a lot of young receivers here. We got Miller split wide to the left. We got double. Uh, we got Hayward in the slot with uh, Pickens on the outside. Two motions that time. Double which motion is... there. Najee Harris now motions outside of Anthony Miller, looking uh, left, looking left. That is a touchdown. Would have been a sack, but that was a touchdown. A touchdown to Connor Hayward, 83. Nice. So. I mean, we've seen this a lot in this camp and even last year's camp. Najee Harris lining up outside the numbers or at the numbers is going to be a common thing, and I've seen it a lot in the red zone, but I don't think that's going to be exclusively a red zone package situation. I mean, few running backs will catch fades and, you know, high point balls, and yeah, he he's one of the ones that can do yeah, it. Yeah, he's one that can do it. He has ultra long arms, and he uses that length really well. Once again here, Mason Rudolph taking the second team step. So Kenny Pickett still has not gotten the chance. He's on he's, zero, huh? He's had he's yeah. zero for seven shots here. So we – oh, boy. How about that pass rush right out the gate? Oh, Hayward with the bobbling catch there. I think he ended up with it, right? He ended up with it. Probably should have been picked. Would, would, would have been yeah. a sack. I mean, that uh, was some... not a good play by the quarterback. Well, he had uh, at the snap of the football. Was it the slot that came off there? Gennard Avery came in. Was it Avery? Yeah, okay. Gennard Avery with immediate pressure, unblocked. Yeah. Uh, that was a. And maybe if they were in pads, they would have gotten his way. Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, but he, uh, he rushed the throw. Wasn't a great throw. And heck of a play, though, by Hayward. He ended up yeah. pulling that in. Yeah, would have been a sack, though, I think. But So, I mean. I think the Hayward usage is kind of interesting here because, okay, Fryer moves out, but those wide receiver injuries shouldn't, you know, give him an opportunity. Right, I mean, right. maybe they have a goal line package in mind with them. Yeah. Where you could hand it to him. You could, you know, throw, you know he might be useful in tight quarters. Yeah. Uh, things that you can do there. Oh, scrambling away from some pressure. And that's that, another win can't for the haul it in. Yeah. Uh, That was to uh, Anthony McFarland. I uh, can't haul it in along the sidelines. So the defense is going to win today. Yeah. They're now up. And that was a long developing play, too. Yeah. Right? I mean, they, he wouldn't have had that kind of time in real life. Good work by the D. That Avery situation's an interesting one, too. Yeah, I like him. Mm-hmm. I liked him coming on. Again, another Memphis guy. Yeah. Boy, they have <laughs> they have a not only they have a bunch of brothers, but they get a lot of people from the same schools and the same high or, uh, same. NFL teams. We mentioned oh, the here's Bears Kenny Pickett's first. Uh, first oh, look at this. Here we go, Kenny. So Pickett, Light him up. Pickett getting the – and he's going Does straight. fade right off the bat. Straight to Tyler Vaughn. I'm going to say no catch on that. He got one foot uh, in. I'm not sure about two. Yeah, I don't know if he got the second one in. He contorted and looks made like – It looks like the offense is celebrating here. Mm-hmm. He went up and got it, though, and that was a good throw. I mean, yeah. it didn't have too much air under it. I mean, he, he got it out very decisively where only the receiver can make the play. 
I mean, I was more worried about the quarterback than the whether the guy gets his feet in or not. I mean, considering that was his first time doing uh, shots. So uh, I, I thought it was a nice, nice play there by Pickett. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Looks nice, like we're going to special teams now. Nice throw, yeah. Uh, they threw uh, – Looks like 11. No, maybe not. Yeah, they, they usually break off into this and do some 11 on 11, or maybe they are doing special teams. I see Danny Smith. I say Danny looked a little yeah, wound Danny's, up. Danny's out in the middle of the field. He's he's yelling and screaming, so it is a special teams uh, session here now. So, yeah, okay. well, um, well, let's uh, before we get back into the Jay Sternberger conversation, which mm-hmm. we're going to do here, uh, let's take another break. He okay. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live, as you can tell now, uh, from <laughs> – yeah, I, from the uh, Chuck Noll Field, uh, right next to the press box. We're on the observation deck area here. Uh, it gives us a great vantage point to watch practice. Uh, we appreciate that, and uh, hopefully uh, you're appreciating us being able to bring you a little more live play-by-play from uh, practice here at uh, St. Vincent College. Presley Harvin, look at the hang time. I was say he could. <laughs> that was a high one. Land, yeah, landed on the six. Landed it at the six. And it looks Bounced like it around to the, the 12. 12 so right. Nice he did run. his job, though. Yeah, I mean, did his job on that one for sure. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more from The Drive right after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 